welcome to So Dead, a podcast where we ain't afraid of no ghost, but we are afraid of a lot of other shit. Yep. I'm Jen Carpenter. And I'm Danny Fairman. Happy True Crime Tuesday. And happy Taco Tuesday, deadheads. Today, we're going to talk to you guys about our deepest fears. Can you, can you say that in a less Michigan accent, please? Did I say it? Yeah, you said, today we're going to talk to you. <laughs> you sounded like I don't an hear SNL it. skit. I know, I'm the worst. I can't help it. If somebody wanted me to change the way that I talk, I don't think I could do it because I don't even hear. <sighs> Try it one more time. Let's see. Today we're going to talk to you guys about our deepest fears. Do I do it again? No, it's better. I'm just still laughing today? about the first time. Today? Anyway. Um, deepest fears, but not murder. Not ghosts. Not things that we should actually be afraid of. No, the things we're afraid of are much more basic, because we basic, bitch. Jen, <laughs> what are you afraid of? Oh, it's as basic as you can get. Uh, I have a list of fears, but... Yeah, I have anxiety, me so too. same. I have <laughs> lots of things I'm afraid of. Um, but without question, my greatest fear is of heights, uh, and more specifically, airplanes. I did not fly for the first time until I was 30. Really? Uh, yeah. So my mom would interject here and call me a liar because she took me on a plane when I was a baby. That doesn't count. You right. don't remember. It doesn't count. I don't remember it. I wasn't even a year old. I wasn't allowed to be involved in the decision making as most one-year-olds <laughs> are not. So yeah, that one doesn't count at all. Um I was 30 the first time that I flew down to Fort Hood, Texas to visit my husband before he deployed to Iraq in 2011. So, I mean, it was okay. it took a big circumstance. Yeah. You can't get more dramatic than someone going yourself? off to war. I did have to medicate myself. Um, and I can't drink. I'm allergic to alcohol. Right. So um, when it comes to you my anxiety, uh, medication's all I got. Um, so yeah, that's probably the safest um, way to go. It wasn't that bad. I did better than I thought I would. And I've flown several times since then. Um, I will fly now. Like that won't stop me from doing something I want to do, but I am still afraid to fly over the ocean for well, some reason. That's because that, that taps into my fear. Right. But I mean, if your plane crashes, you're going to die. You're donezo. Regardless of whether it's over land or over the water. But just something about the thought of flying over the ocean terrifies me. And I don't really know why. Because there's, if you have an opportunity to land, you don't really have an opportunity to land. Unless you're, um, oh my God, well, who is that guy? Captain something. That, Sully. Yeah. Unless you're him. That landed on the Hudson. But then what the fuck are you going to do if you're in the middle you, of the where ocean? Where do you go from there, right? Step I guess maybe that's whale. it. I guess maybe that's it. If you're out over the middle of the ocean, there's no chance. And I mean, right. even I flew with my son to Fort Lauderdale a couple years ago for his baseball spring, spring training. And there was just a moment. I could still see the land. I could mm -hmm. see the coastline. But there was just a moment that they dip you out over yes. the ocean before you land at Fort Lauderdale. And I was like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, can't. Well, and then there's those planes that have gone. That What's that one that's gone missing and they st from Malaysia? and they still haven't found it. Yeah. Ugh. It's all bad up there. It's so scary. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I would say I am a nervous flyer. I'm not a non-flyer anymore, but I am okay. a nervous flyer. Um, You're the worst co-passenger on a flight, probably. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely... No, I'm fun because I've got a Papa Xanax as we're rolling up to the airport. Nice. For sure. Um, Are you like... Um, 
16 Candles style, like the sister when she was walking down the aisle? No. I have <laughs> such bad anxiety mm-hmm. that all Xanax does for me is take the edge off. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I'm medicated every day for my anxiety, so. I don't understand the people that take it to get, like, messed up because all it would make me right. do is go to sleep. Right. I don't. It does, I'm just, yeah, I'm it not just a helps me pill popper, not so. almost have a heart attack, basically. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So I think that part of the reason that I am so afraid of airplanes um, is because of my first memory involving an airplane, and that was of the 1987 crash of Northwest Airlines Flight 255 in mm-hmm. Detroit. So I'm going to tell you guys about that. Okay. Um, With six crew members and 149 passengers safely fastened into their seats, Flight 255 was cleared for takeoff from Detroit Metropolitan Airport at 8.44 p.m., bound for Sky Harbor International Airport in Phoenix, Arizona. So that, at the time, was about a four, four four-and-a-half-hour flight. Yep. Um, Less than two minutes later, burning wreckage from Flight 255 was strewn across the highway just a few miles from the airport. Um, so let's talk about another big fear of mine, which is not just being on an airplane, but an airplane crashing in my Um, vicinity. A hundred percent. So I guess maybe another big part of my airplane fear is that one of my absolute favorite childhood movies was La Bamba, in which an airplane does crash Mm -hmm. and kill people on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that actually fucking happened Mm -hmm. not too far from... Our houses. It happened in the show Ghost Whisperer, too. Did it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Her best friend died because the plane. Oh, that's so crazy. And I mean, what's the movie? Donnie Darko? Same thing. Same. Well, that wasn't even a plane crash. Didn't the engine just like plomp right on out of it? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Know. That happened in um, Breaking Bad, too, right? Or no, but nobody on the ground died. I don't know. But they watched the plane explode. So... But yeah, I get it. and that I happened get it. here in Lansing. Um, we had yeah. to look, we looked it up together. Yes, um, 1993, which is recent, really. Yeah, because it's our life. Yep, it was a single engine, um, like two passenger, a little tiny plane with a man and his son on it. Um, the son was flying the plane, and God, I want to say it was maybe a mile from my parents' house. It's probably less than a mile from where you live now. Mm-hmm. Um, it started having engine trouble yeah. and it flew right over top houses and when i say right over top i mean right over top right houses an elementary two elementary schools right. i think Avril and wood creek um before it crashed in the woods he was able to crash it in the woods they think that he did it on purpose that he had enough to control spare. still to get it away from the houses and the schools mm. um both men did die but i mean yeah, that's that's a that's fear. Sad. There's an airport close to there. You know, the Lansing Airport's yeah, relatively Capital close. City Airport, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know anything about the mechanics of airplanes, and I would venture a guess that many of our listeners don't either. So ah, we have one listener who does, who? though. Alicia Lira. Hi. Oh, hi, Alicia. Uh-huh. Okay, so Alicia, She's I'm going to dumb this way that. down for the rest of us, but... Um, Sorry, I just called know. you out. I hope you don't mind. No. <laughs> She doesn't mind. I speak for her. She doesn't mind. (laughs) Um, So Alicia aside, most of our guests don't um, 
know a lot about airplanes, so I'm going to dumb this way down. Um, human error. That's what happened. Due to reported wind shear conditions, air traffic control changed the flight's runway at the last minute after the plane was already in motion. And Flight 255 was assigned another, shorter runway. But the flight crew did not reconfigure their takeoff for the new runway, which basically meant that they ran out of road before they were ready to hit the sky. Hmm. The veteran flight crew also forgot to conduct their pre-flight checks, so they failed to detect a malfunction in the takeoff warning system. Um, That warning system should have alerted them to the fact that the wing flaps weren't extended properly for takeoff. Um, That's as technical as I'm getting. So basically, something wasn't working. Right. They had a warning system in place to test for it. They had a check system in place to make sure that warning system was working. So it was a whole bunch of failure. They didn't do the check to make sure the warning system was working. The warning system was not working. And the flaps on the airplane were Mm, not working. It was just a bunch of... It was a bunch of it all together. Um. So essentially the plane was fucked from the second it left the ground. And that was the problem. Without the wing flaps extended, it couldn't leave the ground. It had climbed to just under 40 feet by the time it left the end of the runway, which if you've ever seen the Detroit airport, there's not extra Mm -mm. space. No. You got to be up there because those planes are flying right Right. over the highway, businesses, neighborhoods, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So immediately, the plane is rolling and dipping and way too low to the ground. Witnesses said it looked like the pilot was trying to turn it back around toward the runway when he collided with a light post, um, which caused fatal damage to the left wing, and the wing then caught on fire. Um, The plane crashed into the roof of an Avis car rental two miles from the airport, at which point it lost control completely, began cartwheeling through the sky, and plummeted nose first into Middle Belt Road during evening traffic. Oh, my God. It killed two people in a car below. That's it? Yeah. I mean... It injured several on the ground, but as far as actual people on the ground killed, it was just two. Not that... I mean, I'm looking for more. I'm just because we know how busy that area is. Yeah, that's busy. We just traveled that highway together recently, and it was on a weekend. On a weekend, and it was busy as shit. There's cars everywhere. So I mean, evening commute is like bumper to bumper. Bumper, yeah, yeah. As Vanilla Ice would say, bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. I cannot with you today. (laughs) All right. So it was dark. It was raining, but the world was on fire. There was burning fuselage strewn for miles as the plane basically disintegrated upon impact. So there wasn't like the plane hit the ground and here's the plane. It was just pieces of the plane everywhere. Um, There were bodies everywhere. There were wrecked, burned out cars all over the road. Um, It was just a fucking nightmare. It probably looked like a bomb went off. Right, right. Um, Well, it basically did. Right, yeah. Rescue workers were overwhelmed. Um, as Romulus firefighter John Theed surveyed the carnage, he heard a noise, a small voice moaning in the distance. He shined his flashlight in the direction of the sound, and through the rain and smoke, he saw a tiny little arm flailing in the wreckage. Aww. He climbed over bodies and debris until he reached four-year-old Cecilia Chican, the lone survivor of the crash. That, like, my heart just popped a little bit. She was still strapped into her seat which was upside down. She was covered in blood and soot and was critically injured. She had been saved by her mother, shielding her with her body. Mm. 
Her mother, her father, and her older brother, who was six, all lay dead. Cecilia was rushed to the hospital with severe burns, a fractured skull, a shattered collarbone, and a broken left leg. She made a full recovery and was raised by an aunt and uncle in Arizona. Cecilia kept in touch with the firefighter that rescued her, Mm. and he even attended her wedding in 2006. That's sweet. Um, All six crew members of Flight 255 were killed in the crash, along with 148 of the plane's 149 passengers. So Cecilia was the only survivor. Oh, my God. The youngest victim was four-month-old Caitlin Best, Mm. who died along with her three-year-old sister, five-year-old brother, and both of her parents. 22 of the victims were from Michigan. They were Tom Barbario and Pat Tallarico, both 24, from Lansing. Mm. 28-year-old Kenneth Bell and Harry Brown, both from Canton. 45-year-old Louis Dresch, 38-year-old Ernest Matthews, and 29-year-old Jay Strasbaugh from Sterling Heights. 44-year-old Kathy Corona from St. Clair Shores. Robert Gaines from Rochester Hills, 49-year-old Patrick Gleason from Utica, 31-year-old Douglas Hagler from Burton, 34-year-old Gary Kimmel from Fenton, 30-year-old Eric Mazade from Gross Point Park, 22-year-old Kirk Murdy from Jackson, which this one is fucking terrible. I mean, it's all terrible. Um, but Kirk's mother had dropped him off at the airport and he was headed, she was headed back home. She was on the highway and she saw the plane crash. Um, mm-hmm. And she said she just knew that it was his plane because, I mean, planes are constantly taking right. off, flying, That's landing. So, um, so she saw the she crash and she knew that it was her son. Um, Arlen Nelson, Eddie Galloway, and 44 year old James Tuck from Detroit. Patricia Shero from Davison, Stuart Stoner from Bloomfield, 35-year-old Frank Blasney from Northville, S. Schweitzer from Dearborn Heights, and 64-year-old James Burnett from Okemos. And here's how I came to know the story as a seven-year-old child. Um, I've talked with my dad to try to nail down a name. He mm-hmm. can't, if I'm just narrowing by age and location, um, my best guess is that it was James Burnett, um, the 64-year-old from Okemos, but I can't be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the men on the plane, though, from the area, was the uncle of a very close family friend of ours, um, my dad's mm-hmm. buddy Chip, who was as close to us as anybody when I was really young. Um, I have some really, really wonderful memories of Chip when I was little, and I remember being so sad when he moved away. Um, he <laughs> went to, like, Iowa or Kansas or somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where the hell. Um, anyway. Is it Chip Gaines? Did he move to Texas? No, it's not Chip Gaines. That would be something, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it would. Um, Anyway, uh, when his uncle died, he came back home for the memorial, and he had to handle the legal stuff with the airline. So, I mean, like, I was... Yeah. I didn't watch the news as a seven-year-old, but I knew about this thing because it was affecting somebody in our life. Right, Um, right. And I remember being really freaked out that they were flying him here to deal with the fact that his uncle just died in a plane crash. Yeah, can you imagine um, how no. scared you'd be to get on the plane? Of the airline. Right. That your uncle died I'll on. pass. Yeah. I'll take the train. Yeah, I'll walk. Thank you. <laughs> It'll take me a few months. Right, but I'll get there. <clears throat> but I will get there. 
Um, so for me, as a little girl, plane crashes weren't like um, an abstract idea like they are for most people. They were a real thing that happened to people that I knew. Um, and so I think that's where that fear started. Um, there was a settlement, of course, and I don't remember this part at all. But my dad told me that before he left to go back home, Chip took us to a super fancy dinner. Um, so I got like probably shrimp cocktail Mm -hmm. and all the soda I could drink out of some of that settlement money from the airline crash, which is really strange. Did you go to Amos? I think we did 100% think we probably went to Amos. That was like the fanciest place we knew, right? That's so funny. I have a memory, but I have a memory because we didn't eat out at restaurants or even fast food often when I was growing up. Right. Um, But I have a, a, a very dusty memory of being at Amel's eating shrimp to- cocktail and remembering that there was no like, you know. There was no budget. There was no budget. There was no <laughs> limit. There was get whatever was you a want. free for all. And I feel like that had to be it. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So the official NTSB report read on the crash read, the National Transportation Safety Board determines that the probable cause of the accident was the flight crew's failure to use the taxi checklist to ensure that the flaps and slats were extended for takeoff. Contributing to the accident was the absence of electrical power to the airplane takeoff warning system, which thus did not warn the flight crew that the airplane was not configured properly for takeoff. The reason for the absence of electrical power could not be determined. Memorials were erected near the site of the crash on Middle Belt Road and outside Phoenix City Hall, since many of the passengers were from the Phoenix area. Northwest retired the use of flight number 255, and even after it merged with Delta, that flight number was kept out of circulation. There is no flight 255 on Delta Airlines. Crazy. Um, So again, when the crash occurred, it was actually the second deadliest plane crash in U.S. history. Uh, That number obviously has changed since then, especially after 9-11. I tried to find where it stands on the list today, but every list I found was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. It's always in the top 10, though. Um, so it's terrifying it's nice. that something like that happens so close to home. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, for someone who is so terrified of airplanes, the fact that I usually fly out of the airport where the crash that, that traumatized happened. me right. occurred is a little bit crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure people drive by the memorial marker all, all the, the time, time and don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of up on a hill and... You should not be looking up on the hills when you're driving on the highway <laughs> if you're a passenger in Detroit. In the car, you can. But next time you're a passenger on your way to the airport, right? You can look for it. That's my permission. So that's why I am terrified of airplanes. I would be too. Yeah, I'm not though. I actually, I'm afraid of heights, but I love to fly. No, it's not as bad as I thought. I just, it's you know. You don't feel like you're up high when you're flying. So as long as you don't think about what you're doing, it doesn't feel like you're up high. It feels Agreed. just like you're on a bus I or went, in a car. Yes. I went on that hot air balloon thing at Disney <gasps> Springs. Why would you? Downtown Disney, just whatever Just looking it's at it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I didn't know I was afraid of heights until I got on this thing. Nobody was allowed to move. There were other strangers <laughs> on there. And I was like, nope, can't move. I was. You like, told the strangers they couldn't. Oh, move? nobody was allowed to move. I was having a full-on panic attack. Like I just. They stood probably there. demanded their money back. People, they probably thought I was fucking loony. And at that moment, I, I can, was. I'm okay with that, but you cannot be the first person to have freaked out on the hot air balloon at it Disney Springs. The shit. So out it's of not. Me. It doesn't actually 
like detach from no, some yeah. got that rope that right hangs so down. it's attached to the ground i'm just for people that haven't been there so <sighs> it, it's this huge it's so cute to look at i've taken pictures of it. i would mm-hmm. never go near it though um at disney springs down in orlando it's a giant hot air balloon it doesn't leave the ground like a real one i mean it leaves uh, the ground uh-huh. it doesn't fly like it doesn't like away. fly away right it's it is tethered the to the ground but it raises you up mm-hmm. and you can see all of the Disney property in Florida. No, thank you. And it's, if you are not afraid of heights, it's a really cool site. But I was so panicked that I could not appreciate the view. I, I was like, no, get me down. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah. All right, Danny, what so, are you afraid of? I am afraid of water animals. <laughs> like fish? Mm, I don't want them swimming by me. But like... So you would not get a pedicure where the fish eat the dead skin. That's the most no. Gross that thing wouldn't I've ever heard. scare me, but I just get the willies thinking about like yeah, that's really so gross. gross. I'm thinking like the big giant fucking animals that we know nothing about, right? Or even like the whales or the sharks or the octopus or there's jellyfish octopi. in there. Octopi. It's octopus, it right? Octopus for one, yeah. What's the plural? It's not octopus. Is like it? deer is deer. I say deers. I'm uncultured. Oh. I really don't say deers. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Dave's looking it up right now. (laughs) I see that curious eyebrow. (laughs) But I am afraid of the animals that we don't really like. I don't. I would never go swimming with dolphins. No. In a would you in like a controlled environment, like a big aquarium? No. No. No, because even Shamu has killed somebody. That's true. He killed his trainer. Yeah. That's a whole. It's a hard world. Is a whole another thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole, like, ethics of how people yeah. feel about that set aside, I am legit just, like, the open waters scares the shit out of me. Open water scares me as well. It's There's just a lot of unknowns. And I think that there's a lot of creatures that we haven't even discovered, and I don't want my body to be a part of that. <laughs> I just don't. Same. We have a rule when we go to Florida, my children are not allowed in any body of water that you can't crystal clear see the bottom of. So if it's not a pool, Perfect. you're not going in it. I see people jet skiing and water skiing. No. no. Good for you. No. I We went to the Cayman Islands one time on a cruise. Why I go on a cruise? Why Me? would you go on a I cruise? They're I actually never really fun. But we are so <laughs> unfun. I would never go on a plane. I would never go on a cruise. <laughs> see, but I have been on a couple cruises. So we went to Cayman Islands. It was one of the stops on our cruise, and it was when my sister got married. And (laughs) I'm in the ocean, just, you know, swimming away, and I see a big fucking fish come swimming up to me. I start screaming and running out of the water, and of course, everybody on the beach is looking at me, (laughs) getting attacked by a shark. And I was like, fish, fish. You're not yelling shark. You're just yelling fish. People just thought I was crazy, which you're I was. You did not get your ass kicked for I that. should have. Cause a shark but, panic over a goddamn sunfish. I mean, you fish. should have seen the looks. People were like, people were instantly panicked when I started screaming. But I legit am afraid of water animals. They scare and me. And yet you were swimming away And in yet the I ocean. was in the ocean. I on have not really, I don't think I go in the lake or anything now. We've been in the lake once, Dave and I, and I'm, but pass. So anyway, I'm also afraid of being set on fire. <laughs> I, think, I don't think 
that's like a fear. Isn't everyone afraid? I mean, probably. But so my story is both of my fears combined in one. Because sea creatures and fire. Kind of. Oh my god. So I have a story about the SS Neuronic. What? Is that what it's called? Neuronic? Oh, I thought you said moronic. No, neuronic. Oh my god. And with an N. Spell it. N-O-R-O-N-I-C. Yeah, that's a terrible name for a Neuronic. boat. Neuronic. Let's mm-hmm. keep going. Well, it's also known as the Queen of the Lakes. Let's call it that. So we're going to call it the Queen of Lakes. Okay. So I have a fear of my water animals and fire. So what would be the worst thing ever? A flaming shark. Being on a boat that catches on fire and being forced into the, gi- into the giant waters where all these animals oh, live. Oh, God. Like, no thanks. So Which that's would a- you pick? The fire? Oh, I jump the in the water because okay. I just risk it. You know you're going to go literally go down in flames if you stay on the boat. Yes. So this is exactly what happened on September 17th, 1949. Oh, God. Okay. I don't know this at all, so hit me with it. All right. So the Queen of the Lake set off on a seven-day pleasure cruise on September 14th from Detroit, Michigan. (gasps) Okay. It made one stop to pick up additional passengers in Cleveland. The destinations included stops in Ontario, Canada, and then back to Detroit. So this is all freshwater. Yeah, this is the Great Lakes. There's still a bunch of fucking animals in there, though. Um, So with about 680 people on board, including the passengers and crew members, the ship docked in Ontario at about 7 p.m. on the 16th. It was docked for the night until the next day, when passengers would wake and enjoy the local town and activities that the the boat had to offer. So at least that was the plan, because around 2.30 a.m., a passenger noticed smoke down a hallway on the sea deck. He followed the smoke to try and put it out, but it was in a locked linen closet in the women's bathroom. Oh. Creepy, right? Yeah. So he flags down a bellboy who runs to the D-deck, so C-deck all the way up to D-deck. Wouldn't D-deck be below? Is it? I would think. I think that, yeah. I think they go down. I don't know. But the point of anything about ships. Didn't we establish this on our yacht episode? I know. Boats and hoes. That's all I know. Boats and hoes. That's all I know. I don't know. But he goes to D-deck. In my mind, I'm picturing up. Okay. Um... So he goes to get the key for the closet. Oh, I bet to the it was D-deck. D-deck. Down? Don't Maybe. you remember Titanic? Think about my favorite movie. All the work stuff was down below. So, like, if the people are up on ABC. So A class. Yeah. Class A, you're up here. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So when he returns, he opens the door and the fire just explodes. Oh, God. Backdraft. Mm-hmm. He had not seen back- Backdraft. It was still 40 <laughs> Probably years not off. then. Okay. <laughs> So the fire runs through the hallway and up the stairwells at a rapid pace. So these halls were made of a wood paneling, and they'd been recently cleaned and rubbed with a lemon oil. So that just feeds the fire. right? So the bellboy, the passenger, and then another passenger try to put out the fire with extinguishers. But the fire's out of control at this point. The bellboy tries to use the fire hose that are on the ship, but they're not working. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because so, the last thing you need on a ship is more water. Apparently. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be working hose. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I didn't even mean it to come out like that, but that was great. <laughs> Ain't nobody need to be a working hoe. Um, okay. So he then decides to run to the captain's quarters, 
which is on another deck, and notify the captain and the crew of the fire. So now they sound the alarm. So he had run to another deck, got a key, come back, tried to put out a fire. Made it worse. Made it worse. Tried to put it out again. Tried to put it out part two. And then went ran again to another deck. Like, if you've ever been on a ship or any boat, like, no. it doesn't take five minutes. Like, it takes a while to get to... Yeah, it's... I... Um, when I was with my son in Boca Raton for baseball, I had a lot of free time and I was driving mm-hmm. near the, I drove to the ocean. I didn't touch that ocean. <laughs> I, this is what a nerd I am. It was when that song was really popular. Um, cake by the ocean. I've literally went and bought cake and went to the ocean <laughs> and, you had and cake took a picture of my cake. With the ocean in the background. I would have done that, And then that I ate too. that fucking cake. Good for you. It was good. Um, but that was the first time I'd ever seen, like, a cruise ship. So I've seen that. Okay. I would never touch one, but I've seen them. They are gigantic. They're gigantic. They're, they're is the size of buildings. Uh-huh. They're huge. So, yeah. Giant buildings. It's going to take a long time. But this one was not like that. This like is not this... the SS Minnow either, though. No. Like, it's a big one, but it's not, like, the ship's the big one. Right. So... He finally notifies the captain and the crew that there's a fire. And so now they sound the alarm. Okay. Which at this point, it's been eight minutes since the fire was first noticed. Oh, gosh. And half of the ship is now on fire. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. Remember, this is 2.30 in the morning. So everybody's sleeping. So the fire department arrives at 2.41. That's three minutes. Within those three minutes, the entire ship catches fire. It's like, crazy. holy shit balls. They had lemoned, lemon oiled the shit out of those walls. No, don't use that lemon oil, folks. No. Um, so Not people if your are hose panicking. ain't working. Not if your hose ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> so now people are panicking. They're jumping off the top deck of the ship into <gasps> the water because the stairwells are on fire. Oh, God. And there's only one exit from the ship, and that's on the bottom deck. And you can't get down there. Nope. And those, even back then, I have to think that, like, that had to be so high up. I mean, people can die just I've seen pictures of this ship, and it's... We'll post one. Yeah, it is so tall. So just that impact could probably Mm -hmm. kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So people are trying to climb down ropes. They're breaking the portholes in their cabins to escape. Um, There's boats in the water trying to help with the rescue efforts. And they're just watching people as they burn. Oh, God. They're burning on the boat because they're trapped in their cabins. And they're burning in the water because the water is now filled with oil. And it's unable to be used as the extinguisher. Mm. So witnesses have later said that the screams of the victims were louder than the sirens and the whistles coming from the boat and fire rescue. Oh, my God. I just like I can see it in my head, the chaos and just the. It's like Titanic, but with fire. This story totally reminds me of Titanic. Yeah. Totally. So by 5 a.m., now the fire's out. Over 1.7 million gallons of water was used to put out the fire, and the death toll was never precisely determined, but the guesstimate is between 118 and 140 deaths. Oh, my God. All of whom were from Michigan, Michigan. except one was a Canadian. Oh, my God. And she's somebody who died later. After, from burns and things. Yes. So... Many of them unidentified because of the condition of their bodies. Oh, my God. They used uh, dental records to identify many bodies, 
which this is said to be the first case where dental records were used to identify a deceased person. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, it was later determined that the fire was caused by a cigarette that had been carelessly dropped by the laundry staff. Oh, my God. It is also said that the high death toll was due to the cowardness and ineptitude of the crew. Ineptitude. Ineptitude. Thank you. Go. I wrote it right. I said it wrong. <laughs> hey, I am not one to judge anyone for saying a word <laughs> The vocabulary. Wrong. Hey, we'll just put that in the um, dictionary, right? Yep. Um, not sounding the alarm in a timely manner. The hose not working. <laughs> The design of the ship with only one exit door, and many of the crew crew members fled the ship before even helping any of the passengers you, out of their cabins. You know what, though? Bunch of bitches is what they were. Yes, but they were also probably people not getting paid a lot. So this wasn't like a cruise ship on the ocean. This is it's a cruise ship lake. on the lake. Yeah, so it's but it's still. not fancy. Uh, they probably weren't making. I there mean, was there, not the, train, there was nothing implemented to make them do that, though. Where does self-preservation come in, though? <laughs> I mean, what I you know I don't what I know. mean. I'd if I'm making fifty cents an hour, and I know I can't, I'm going to die if I come help mm-hmm. these people. I might just right. Hop the right captain on did stay shit. on board until it was like there was nothing left to do. And did he, he die? Off. Um, I no, don't. He made it off. He made it off, but he was hailed a hero later. For what? Because he helped many passengers off. Gotcha. Um, After this disaster, many regulations and training classes were implemented for cruise ships. You think? There are now more exits required, and crew is supposed to help passengers, as well as equipment needs to be functioning. You think? Yeah. So, really, both of our stories come down to, in a way, human error. Mm -hmm. Before you load a vessel, whether it's a plane... Or a boat, mm-hmm. or whatever. Whatever you are maneuvering, where other people Make are sure trusting you, that all of the systems in place to right. help people are fucking working. That's right. It may seem tedious because nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. But when it happens, it happens. But someday something's going to happen. That's right. Ugh. Yep. So this is not the greatest disaster seen on the Great Lakes, but it is one of them, and it's going to make me think twice before booking my next cruise. There you go. So that's my story. Oh. I bet a lot of people haven't heard that. I'd be curious I've never if people heard of have. That. No. I haven't either. It's nuts. Yeah. So, okay, it's file dump time. A few weeks ago, we told you what our favorite movies are. Today, we're going to talk about beloved movies that we hate, but everyone else loves. Yeah. So, this can't just be like a bad fucking movie. It has to be like a classic. Like everybody loves it. And you're like, fuck this uh, how movie. How do you like this? Yeah. I have one. What is it? Bo Rap. What? Borat. Borat, yeah. Fucking hate it. I left in the theater. Very I nice. I got up and left. I thought it was so offensive. I was like... It is offensive. It's I'm so done. fucking offensive. And I'm not, like, I'm not an uptight person. I'm not, like, I'm not easily offended, clearly. But I just was like, this guy's not funny to me. I genuinely usually do not like, like, the super dumb humor like that. And that's what that was to me, too. Yeah. And I don't know how Isla Fisher is married to this man. Yeah. I mean, who knows what he's like when he's not on. You know what I mean? I guess. Um, Didn't he, like, ruin the Oscars red carpet one year? Probably. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Anyway. Yeah. That's I, mine. I, I don't really Borat like the movie. Okay. You made me think of another one. Okay. Um, 
because I mentioned that I don't usually like really dumb humor, so I'll just say this one, but then I'll explain the next mm-hmm. one. Um, I for that reason, I genuinely hate the Dumb and Dumber movies. Hate oh. them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so <laughs> mine though that I came up with for this list was um, don't hate me, guys. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. I could see that. I fucking hate it. <laughs> so I, I don't think, like Labyrinth. So there's I can, that. Too. Oh, don't tell me that. I know people are gonna hate me for yes. that one. So <laughs> I don't. I can't give you a reason. I don't enjoy watching it. Uh-huh. I don't enjoy the movie. I do not like The Wizard of Oz. I my my mom. I was talking to her about it one day. I think. Do you remember like before we had the ability to watch whatever, whenever mm-hmm. um, that it came on TV once a year. And it oh, was like yeah, a yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have given two shits less. Did not care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking to my mom about it once. And she said that she thinks that it's because the first time I saw it, I was about one and a half. <laughs> I was in the hospital in traction for a broken femur. Oh, so it's just like a bad time. So I don't even know like to right. me, Is I don't the remember correlation? it. Yeah, right. but inside my brain, way deep somewhere, mm-hmm. that movie is associated with pain and discomfort and right. all of that. And so I just get like a bad feeling when it That's comes interesting. on. But yeah, I don't like it. That's funny. It's actually made me now think and go because I've been thinking and thinking. What movie do I hate? Everybody loves Bo Red. I hate it, but I don't like Never Ending Story. I really like Never I know My brother you do. loved it. I liked it. My brother loved it. And I don't like Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth. And I absolutely hate Sound of Music. I wasn't a big fan <laughs> of Sound of Music either. Boring. It is boring. I just can't. It is boring. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at SoDeb Podcast. You can also find us online at SoDebPodcast.com and email us your feedback and story ideas to SoDebPodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and shine. You magnificent what the fucks. The veteran flight crew, nope, crew. Yeah, the veteran fright. <laughs> I love this. Love it. Okay, the veteran flight crew also forgot to conduct. <laughs> I didn't even mess it up that time. I'm still laughing from last time. Okay, I just need a minute. <sighs> yep. Okay. It was dark. It was raining. Nope. I can't because this is not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (coughs) All right. Sorry. Crashed into the roof of an Avis car rental two miles from the airport. (laughs) Point. That's like a Boston accent. Airport. I'm this afraid of airplanes that I can't talk about. You cannot speak properly.